Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 352. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and we'll be discussing the series premieres of Beyond and Emerald City, the 12th, 12th highest rated FXX premiere ever, uh, premiere, episode ever, premiere of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and recent episodes of Lethal Weapon, The Mick, and Sweet Vicious, plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 352. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And I'm Kyle Nolan from noreruns.net. I'd just like to point out, because this is not video, but every time I introduce myself, I like point to myself. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm Amory, like in, like, in case the three, like, in case the three of us were sitting next to each other and people weren't sure which was Amory, <laughs> I'm Amory, so I, I point to myself. Anyway, I just thought that was really funny that I found myself doing that. Hello. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Welcome happy to the New Year. We made it to 2017. The first podcast of, well, the first TV Times 3 podcast of 2017. Yeah, I'm this sure. is it, guys. This is the first podcast. <laughs> I'm sure. We made it to January 9th and no one else no one else has recorded or released a podcast. <laughs> So in 2017, you lucked out. You figured, why not? So <laughs> You're like, we can still get in there and be the first. <laughs> um. Anyway, some news. A lot of news today. Uh, Man in the High Castle has been renewed for season three on Amazon. I haven't watched it. I've still seen the only the first couple episodes, and it was interesting. Like I wanted to watch the rest of the first season, but never got around to it. And then all I heard was that the second season was terrible. Really? I didn't hear that. I, I, I haven't paid much attention. I only got a couple episodes in. It was really slow. And then my Amazon Prime trial ended. So. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch season three next winter when I do my free trial again for the holiday season. <laughs> um, the CW has renewed a slew of shows. Arrow for season six. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for season three. DC's Legends of Tomorrow also is for season three. The Flash for a fourth. Jane the Virgin for a fourth. Supergirl for a third. Second on the CW. And Supernatural for a freaking 13th season. See, that would be perfect to end on season 13. It's like fitting for the show. <laughs> it is. It is. That show's going to outlive us all. Supernatural is going to air until Jensen and or Jared dies. Because I believe they're going to die in a suicide pact. Like, I feel like... They'll, well, then they'll come together, back to life. And then they'll come back to life and reboot the show. <laughs> and then they'll go on for another 13 episodes or seasons. Um, I'm very excited about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because I'm so into it. And I watched Jane the Virgin. So there you have it. Yeah, the CW seems to be on a, a like, well, sort of NBC when they were really terrible. And they just, if anything, had any type of critical acclaim, that was enough to get it. Sorry, when they were? Really terrible. <laughs> Ratings-wise, they're they're not the least. You know, they're not the bottom. Uh, you know, the cellar dweller of the of the broadcast networks. You know, they've got some uh, decent shows that are getting some audience to them. You know, the sad thing was is back when they were terrible audience-wise, they actually had a lot of good shows on. Just nobody was watching them for some reason. But I kind of like that that idea of you know if it's got critical acclaim or it's getting some of awards mm-hmm. attention or things like that, that keep bringing it back, hoping that some of that stuff, people will finally find it. 
uh, or you know start watching it on online or or what have you. And so I don't know. Seems like uh, seems like uh, probably a, a good deal. Plus, they're trying to not be just the superhero network. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they've got to, you know, broadcast some stuff from the CBS side of things as well. So yeah, and I know people are up in arms that they, they didn't renew the hundred or iZombie or the originals, but guys, none of that has premiered yet. Yeah, I know. so <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't make any sense to pre- like I of any of them. I think the originals probably has the the lowest chance, just because with the Vampire Diaries leaving and it not doing so hot ratings wise, it may go, but. Let's freak out when air it starts airing and they still don't renew it. Yeah, okay? that, yeah, that that has the like the CW does this like every year. Yeah, you know their top rated shows or or things that have like I said the critical buzz or awards type buzz type things. They renew those things early. Other stuff that's sort of middling, they wait till later to make a decision. And stuff that hasn't aired yet. They're going to wait to see how that does. Exactly. (laughs) To see if it's still performing well enough. It is and will always be the way. It happened this way last year and the year before. (laughs) The year before Mm -hmm. that. Always right around when they do their presentation at TCA, they're like, hey, we're renewing Arrow and, you know, whatever the other handful of shows are that. Exactly. You know, in the past it was, you know, Gossip Girl and. And whatnot, you know, on the that they were <laughs> announcing was coming back. Related to the CW, they're resurrecting Constantine. CW Seed will produce an animated Constantine series, much like how they do Vixen, and Vixen sometimes appears as a live action person on TV. I'd imagine this would mean that sometimes a live action Constantine will exist. Yeah, and well, it's going to be produced by the same group of people that's producing all of those things, as well as it's going to continue. The vo- you know the character is going to be voiced by Matt Smith. So Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan. In an, <laughs> in an interesting change, Matt yeah. Smith taking over the voice of Constantine. Yeah, it's, yeah, Matt Ryan. So it's going to continue just you know that same way. So he could still pop yeah. up again on you know on Arrow or or one of the other various shows uh, that. Uh, that could happen there. So, so connected are these full shows now on the CW that they're even doing a Paley Fest panel together. <laughs> the Heroes and Villains Paley Fest featuring all four superhero shows from the CW. And to be real, that's the only reason Legends keeps going because the other three are boosting it. I don't know. I still but, prefer Legends over Arrow any day. Oh, I haven't watched either in a long time, so. <laughs> uh, so, once again, another informed opinion by <laughs> It always is. It always is. <laughs> Disney Channel has canceled Girl Meets World after three seasons. It's been brought to my attention that after three seasons of Disney rates that people that work on these shows get, apparently prices go up for like people working on them, writers and talent and stuff like that. So that's why often you'll see Disney Channel shows canceled before a fourth season. This has been eye-opening to me because I thought that everybody loved Girl Meets World. Well, if you also look at it ratings-wise, though, the first season, people were all loving it and watching it. That was that. Yeah, first season, total nostalgia. Like Second season, let's see if it gets better. Five million people or something like that were watching it, and the third season was in the you know million, million and a half viewers, so... If costs are also going up while <laughs> ratings while viewership have, is going down, have been cut by you know two thirds, so it seems that's a uh, not 
So what you're saying is this is a logical decision. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem illogical at all that this would be uh, the case. I had no idea that it had dropped. Yeah, I didn't realize. I guess maybe it got overshadowed by the Fuller House <laughs> nostalgia. I'm gonna it's go also to a, re- a reboot of a show that got three seasons. That's a lot yeah. of, of sh- <laughs> seasons for like a, a spinoff of a show like 20 years later or 10 years later or whatever yeah, it is. going to end with 69 episodes. So, I mean, you guys realize Fuller House is going to go like 10 years, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to get even Fuller House. Exactly. <laughs> and they're going to get that stupid kid who just yells a lot. But this is unrelated. Well, it's related to Fuller House and not to the news, but um, did you guys watch Fuller House season two? I did. Yeah, I haven't even watched season one. That Jack and or that uh, yelling kid and Rose storyline, the little girl. Yeah, I loved it. I, I oh, the kid is hilarious, but I wish he would just learn how to talk. Yeah, like he doesn't need to yell his lines like he does. (laughs) That was me being the youngest kid on Fuller House. (laughs) Uh, thank you. Were you pointing to yourself Um, when you said me? I was, I was, I was. I think it's a, I think it's like just a, a mental thing that I just accidentally do it. Um, FXX will be the new home of Archer, starting with season eight. I, I'm intrigued that it took them three years with FXX being on for Archer to make the move. Yeah, it seems like for the audience that FXX is supposed to be going for, that always seemed like a show right in that wheelhouse, and never made yeah. sense of why it was being kept on fx they were just worried about moving it to the other network because half like barely anyone seems to have ffx that's true it does show up on a you know a decent percentage less cable uh services than than fx does so i mean that's true but if you're also trying to actually turn the fxx into a thing yeah Make it you gotta air some, something other than Simpsons. <laughs> make it into something that other cable provide. You know, people will be like, "Hey, can you get FXX on my cable?" Uh, then you would think you would put those things over there. Also, it would seem to me that if you have some sort of split where you think you're going after this age range audience with this network, and you know, a different one with the main network, then Split everything. Don't just yeah. Don't not do it on those lines, and then it seems even more weird as to you. You have no idea what <laughs> it makes you go. Why is there another channel? Like if you're not going to things you, that make you go. Hmm, is FXM still a thing? I have no idea. FXM, yeah, the movie channel, the movies. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I don't know. Um, so that's that. Netflix renews Fuller House for a third season. Like I said, this is going to continue until we are old and gray. Um, And I am here for it, 100%. Uh, New uh, announcement that just happened at TCA. Showtime has renewed The Affair for season four. So there's that. And then Stars has canceled Blunt Talk after two seasons. Is that the um, Patrick Stewart one? Yes. I never watched it. I got about halfway through season one, and it's all still sitting on my TV. (laughs) (laughs) And True TV has renewed Those Who Can't for a third season. I've also never watched that, but I do like Maria Thayer very much, so... I think I watched some of season one and then actually deleted my season pass for that one. I watched... Okay, who are you? Who 
screw you, Ray. <laughs> your season pass. I watched the first couple episodes. It was just like, uh, I think all of these people that are creating the show should be teaching. So what you're saying is I would probably really like it. I'm saying that they can't create something that I think is funny, but obviously maybe you would think it was darn right hilarious, Amory. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we'll see what happens when we get to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Prime time. Okay, so cut to last week. I'm like, what should I watch? You know, nothing's really new. Things were, I guess things came back a lot last week, but I chose to spend my time watching 10 episodes of Beyond. <laughs> I didn't expect to watch it all. I didn't expect to like it. I didn't expect any of it. But here we are. Beyond. What are we going to talk about the third episode, too? We can. Uh, we, we can, since Kyle. What happened in um, the first, second, and third episode? Uh, Pilot, Tempest, Fugit, and I don't know what the third one's called. We'll fix that in post. Um, <laughs> I'll do my best Amory impersonation and um, add in the name so, of the year. Couple things. The guy wakes up. He's supposed to be 24, right? He looks like he's 16. And I thought he looked younger than his older or older than. No, younger than his younger brother is what I thought. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, the other kid did not look. He looked older than him. Yeah. We're having trouble getting those sentences up. <laughs> what we mean is the lead did not like. So then I was thinking, why? Okay. So it all starts this kid, right? He, something happens to him in the woods and he basically quasi dies for 12 years, wakes up, etc. So I'm thinking the whole time as I'm watching, because in the first scene where we see it, he and his friend are drinking beers on the water tower, right? Like, so he had to have at least been like 13, 14, 15, sneaking beers from their dad. Like, I never in my imagination thought he was 12. Cut to 24 when he wakes up. So I guess he's 12 because he was in a 12-year coma. Um, to that, the, the once I got past my inability to reconcile the fact that he's clearly not 24 years old. I mean, he's probably even older than that in real life, but he looks like a child. Um, I don't know. I, it was a good escapist, not perfect kind of show. But I liked the setup, so I don't want to say too much. What happens in the third episode? So in the third episode, since I'm the only one that has not seen it all. Yeah. Like, so I so we're still I as far as I understand it, I still don't know necessarily who this old guy is that he keeps seeing, except if that it seems that. that except it seems to be uh, what's her name? Willa's grandfather i think it's the same guy that's sitting in a coma on the bed or he's like in the hospital bed really Correct. sick and he keeps seeing these flashes of this guy like oh you have to run like don't don't stay here so it's still unclear what's exa what exactly is going on like you got that creepy guy with his like double double life where he oh hides my God, his, with his yellow jacket and his yellow jacket. So he like we still don't know how he's involved in all of this, except that maybe he killed Kevin because he saw the blood on his glasses and Kevin was taken care of. And the third episode ended with the br Kevin's brother, like basically kidnapping at gunpoint uh, the main guy. So it seems like Kevin's brother probably knows something about what's going on. And I'm wondering if maybe when he attacked 
why can't Holden, uh, when he attacked Holden way back, maybe he knew something more. And so he was part of this whole thing even further back. So it seems like he might be part of this thing, but we still don't know. Like, uh, Willa seems to have this ulterior motive why she wants Holden to go back into this land and help her. She's not Mm. telling him everything because, like, she was there, but she wasn't there. Like, I'm still confused exactly (laughs) because we just saw him, like, do his whole, like, enter the world and she throws him in the bathtub with boiling water to wake him okay, up. Okay, because he had hypothermia. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's still, like, it's still a lot of questions open at the end of the third episode. Which there are still a lot of questions open at the end of the tenth episode. Um, but okay, so you've met Willa. We know a little bit about who Willa is. I don't know. I, I think I can say without saying anything about spoiling it because I don't want to, because it is something that I think people should watch and kind of it, it goes off the rails, but it's it's not not in a VOA kind of way because don't even get me started on the OA. But I don't know. I just really like the character of Holden. I like that he was conflicted. I like that he. I don't know. I think that they set up an interesting world that I find myself obviously interested in. That I watched ten episodes when all this other TV is backed up on my you know TV. I decided to watch this kid wake up from a coma and deal with the ramifications. He had a little bit of a Stranger Things feel in this. Which I never watched, so I don't know. That there's this alternate world type thing, mm-hmm. except in this case, you enter it by people are in a coma or whatever. Or in Holden's case, just whenever he wants to dozes off or something. Really she know. gives him that really shot know. to help. At least so far, she's been giving him like the shot to help him. Okay. Well, yeah, that, but things. I mean, I can't remember if it's in the first three or where, but there's other times where things happen and he ends up sort of going back and forth between the, the two, uh, where you're, it's almost like he's dreaming, but he's in, yeah, that, he's that not, happened in the church. And then when he's taken his equivalency exam, he like panics and then he sees like the, the old guy there as yeah, well. So, right. so there's like, there's some of that. And so it did have a little bit of Stranger Things feel, but not the nostalgia part because it's set, you know, present day. Just sort of that dual worlds type of thing. Uh-huh. In this case, you go missing by going into a coma. I did like, by the end, sort of what they set up and what you find out about the other world. For me, I thought it took a little bit too long. Which also might be why I found myself to get watching to... more than I would have because yeah. it does take a while. So I'm like, okay, well now I have to see what the hell they're trying to do because they didn't get there yet. Well, after the first episode, I was like, eh, I didn't think it was like that great, but I ended up watching the second episode and I was like, oh, well that makes a little bit more sense. And then I saw that they were you know, premiering it as, well, I mean, technically I guess they premiered it the first episode the night before, but then played it as two hours on the actual night mm-hmm. that it's airing. And I was like, well, that makes more sense because you really need that second episode to at least give you a little bit of a, yeah. a grip of what, you know, what this might be or, or what have you. And then from there, I was like, oh, well, maybe. And so then I, I watched the third episode and I was like, well, maybe I'll watch it, you know, as it, as it airs. Uh, and then over this last weekend, I was like, well, if I watch it all now, 
<laughs> then I don't have to worry about it clogging up <laughs> my DVR later. Every... Exactly. <laughs> so I watched the other seven episodes over this past weekend, and I like some of the things that it does, and ultimately, like I said, where where it ends up. But to stay, you know, spoiler free for uh, Kyle, uh, there is a couple of things that happen later on where I'm just like, what? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, in with interactions with the, uh, like how how I can't remember. When does he have the the second date with the Jamie girl, or the first date? Later. Yeah, is that farther in or whatever? I he just yeah. met her. Yeah, he met I her think. at the party. He Did he burn the, the party, house down? And yet? then he yeah, uh, and then he got her number. She gave him yeah, her number. Yeah, the laundromat, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Or no, at the store when he's buying like his helmet. Oh, his protective gear for his yeah, time yeah, yeah. travel. Yeah. I don't know for his realm travel. <laughs> Yeah, for his interdimensional travel. Thank God. Yeah, but those are the things, like, uh, then he puts all that gear on, but they don't strap the helmet up. Yeah, I noticed that, too. That bugged me. It's like, why didn't you tie the helmet? <laughs> that did bug you know, me. <laughs> there, were, there were little things like that along the way, and then some others that were, like, bigger things in interactions between between people where things have happened, and then that would actually be the good excuse is the thing that happened, but then... Apparently nobody really mentions it, and it they just sort of go about, and you're like, this should be a bigger deal, you know. Right. There's there's things like that that happen uh, along the way that I don't quite that like took me out of it for a while. Like I'm like, no, no, which save is like me right and the now. age thing. <laughs> the age thing is really it, like I struggled with it for a lot of episodes. Well, I just looked, and they don't have uh, his age on. Like his real life age? On IMDb, they don't have, there's no age listed, but for his younger brother, his younger brother, the, the actor is 25. Okay. Uh, in real life. And he looks 25. He's and playing so, like 21 at the at the most. Yeah, because he's in college. Yeah. Because so. he was, yeah, he's only, yeah, he's only like two or three years younger than. So as someone who's watched all 10 episodes, I am looking forward to the possibility of a second season because I do really want to see where it goes yeah i think it is something that it's a nice world they set up yeah, ultimately i think it sets up something that it could be interesting for a second season yeah in which hopefully they're not as careless with some of the you know some of right. the side things that they do there, are, uh, there, there there's a handful of things that along the way that i just go wait what that yeah. <laughs> why that should be so much bigger of a deal uh and then it's not and it's almost like, you know, it didn't even happen, even though it's partially the motivation for one character, yet another one doesn't even barely mention it. Right. So, yeah. I just, I did Google and apparently he's 24 years old. So it makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. So he's, he's younger than the guy, younger, younger than him. Uh, although he actually is the age that he's playing. So that's... Uh, Unbelievable. <laughs> although I do agree with you, Emery. That is a thing. If you think about the, if you think about all the stuff... The character did seem older than twelve, right? I, I want to go what twelve-year-old drinks beer. I'm sorry, but... I'm sorry. It's a little too young. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I, it wasn't even just the beer. It was their conversation and everything was. They were going to talk to high school girls at twelve. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know that that I 
I would I would like to go back and watch the first part of the first episode just to see because it does seem yeah more like he should have woke up and be like twenty six or twenty seven or something. Yeah, or... I, that's that's what struck me. But other than that, like once you get past the things like that, it's not terrible. You should watch the whole thing. Yeah, and if you do decide to watch, at least watch the first two before you right. make your decision. Because exactly. if you just watch the first one, you'll just be like, huh? Because it doesn't really give you enough setup of right. you know, of what's going on. It really does work better with the two hour premiere. Even though ultimately it's not it's not great, but in but then also uh grading on a curve of freeform, it's really good. <laughs> 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 I just realized this takes place in Kansas, so it fits in with the theme of the uh, the rest of most of the stuff we're talking about today. Oh, okay. All right. Um, here we go with The Mick, Season 1, Episode 2, The Grandparents. Now, I watched these in a weird order because they weren't on the website. Some of them didn't have dates and whatever. But, I mean, she's basically Sweet D. <laughs> Is that her character on... Uh... On Sunny, yeah. Yeah, that was actually <laughs> a guy at work. He's a big It's Always Sunny fan. I was like, so are you going to watch The Mick? And he's like, uh, I don't know. He goes, I hate when they take a character from one show and just put him in another show. <laughs> <laughs> so is Sunny ending? Is that why she's doing her no, own show? No, Sunny's or? renewed through season 14. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they're going to shoot it opposite. So, I mean, season 12 of Sunny's done. But yeah, and, and the Mick is probably shooting right now. And they only do what ten to thirteen episodes of Sunny. Yeah, so. they'll do thirteen. So and so that leaves plenty of other time to do ten to twelve or whatever of thirteen. And good for her. The other guys are all doing other stuff. And I mean, yeah, Glenn they, doesn't do it much, but Rob's writing stuff, and Charlie's in like every movie ever. And yeah, they, they all show up in other things all the time. A lot but more so, than you what see did her. you guys think of the Mick as people who don't like it's always sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> I actually, re- I actually really enjoyed this show. Like, I especially the second episode. I, that grandmother was excellent. Like when she slapped the like, oh, yes, you weren't expecting it. All of a sudden, she slaps the kid. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> and then, like, I was like, whoa, that's too far. But also, she deserved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate that kid so much. I hate her so much. She's the worst. She deserved to be slapped across the face. But yeah, and then like just every and then how the kids like then you think the girl's gonna drug her her coffee and somehow she knows it. She like spills it on her she and she makes hot some coffee about, on her. And then she makes some comment like, "Oh, that that blouse was already ruined when you couldn't fill it out." Oh, I was like, this, this grandma is awesome. <laughs> I also really like that uh, the plan to, you know, catch the colonel or whatever his name was in this, you know, he has a secret daughter lie. And then they're like, it's a bomber. And the only way they actually get out of the, like, they don't solve anything. The only way they get out of these grandparents is that this woman falls in the spit from the burned mouth, the burned kid's yeah. mouth. <laughs> My God, like they don't solve it, but they end up getting solved. And I really, really, really hate that adult, that older daughter. She's the worst and she only gets worse. But see, I, I love the the relationship, that, that antagonistic relationship between her and and Mickey. Like it's and great. And she even mentioned it where she says to her brother, like, at least Mickey, like, 
is unequal. Like she understands the game. Like she understands the competition and the grandmother's just insane and doesn't. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. then you also have the relationship between Mickey and Alva. It's like, why does this woman like her so much? Oh my God. She's an I know. absolute jerk to her. Like she leaves her as collateral to this, like, <laughs> to this, uh, this guy who she owes money to. She's kind of a jerk, but also. But her heart's in the right place. But, but yet also tries to, you know, lets her do things or tries to uh, do some things. I like the, I like the things like you sit down and and join me for breakfast. Oh wait, you, you, you have to cook it first, but then you can join me. You know, like, uh, but you know, in comparison, she never got to eat or anything. Like, right? Uh, with them, she was just working for them. So, and I. And I think she likes her also because she doesn't put up with the crap from the kids. Uh, you know, she, she like goes back uh, at them. And so uh, I think it's a little over the top, but I also think it's like a really good, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Like, uh, I don't know. Comedy? Uh, well, well. Like platform or showcase. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a good showcase for Caitlin Olsen and her physical comedy abilities. Yeah, she's very good. She's she's really good in with a lot of the the physical comedy and stuff that they're that they're doing. And so uh, I I don't know. I think it kind of works. And I'm interested to see now that they've got, you know, the first two episodes kind of get you the full setup where she's now officially, you know, there. Uh, and so I'm interested to see how the you know the family dynamic goes on from there, uh, and and how things how things continue to work. <laughs> but just uh, just the little things like she creates this whole little thing just to get some free ice cream, and then the kid pulls out a roll of you know like probably got like five hundred dollars, <laughs> but he pulled out well, like, the... he pulled out a bunch of cash too. Like did he? Like... Well, that was where he offered to burn to he where he bet him. And the, then, with the black card was when they were out for ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got a black card, and then they go shopping. And I'm interested to find out, like, exactly how they still have money. <laughs> like, how everything hasn't been seized with them running away. Or... Well, I could see the cash, but the black card, you would have thought they would immediately cancel that. Right. As soon as these parents were, like, in being investigated. But, yeah, so, I, but, I mean, that stuff's probably all just, like, you know, beside the fact it's really just them dealing with the her being in that that world now and then dealing with these snotty kids yes and uh i don't know i think it's probably worth the you know continuing had huge premiere ratings Uh, it was huge so how did it do in the second like in its time slot premiere uh that's actually where they they i feel i don't know the exact number but it was like surprisingly high they weren't expecting it at all like it did well enough that if it if it were to continue that, they might switch it and have have it lead into New Girl instead of New Girl lead into it. Possibly. I mean, oh, New Girl, oh, New Girl. I did love. This is unrelated because we're not talking about. It. I don't know if you guys watch it, but when when Winston kept saying "raisins back" instead of "Reagan's back," <laughs> it was one of my favorite moments. I said uh, raisin again. Period. Didn't I? <laughs> Why do I keep saying raisin? It was so good. Anyway. So that's the Mick. I think we're all on board with it, and we'll see what happens with it. Sweet Vicious, Season 1, Episode 6, Fearless. 
What do you guys think of this of this show? Uh, well, I, I don't love it as much as Jason seems to love it, but I thought this was a really good episode this week. It kept me fully engaged the entire episode. Like, just the whole, like... Like, especially at the end of last episode where, uh-oh, now they've been caught on camera and mm-hmm. who's going to figure out what they're what they're doing? And then you have... Um, what's his name? Uh, Harris. What's that? Harris? Her, her best friend. No, no. Ha- is it Harris? Yeah, Harris. Like, uh, like he suddenly thinks he's figured it out and then they have right. to hatch this plan to... And to... I love that the plan actually kind of works, too. Kind of works. And then she's apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, Why are you apologizing? And she slammed the crap out of his, his yeah. knee, like, during the thing. But then she's a- like, and then she's able to set up that other guy. Although you would think, like, they would have some kind of, like... DNA type of check for her her sweatshirt. And I don't think her sweatshirt would fit that guy anyway. The guy seemed much taller than her. <laughs> Possibly. But I'm sure that for now they'll work that out. But I and I like that um she finally confronted that Nate guy and I thought she did a very good job. I hate her American accent, but I'm coming to love, you know, I'm coming to learn to accept it. I I just think it was really good that she finally confronted it. I think she should have gone to Kennedy immediately. I think she should have gone to Kennedy weeks ago, but like in the story here after Nate knows that obviously she's going to go try and tell Kennedy, it's obviously going to sour her best friend on this guy that raped her. So like she, I'm sure she wasn't thinking, but she really should have gone to Kennedy first rather than let all this time go by. So then Kennedy has it in her mind that maybe she is lying, even though we know she's not. Yeah, because you had the the cry wolf so many times with all the other lies that now right. she doesn't believe her. And I do think it's interesting that a couple weeks ago they dropped that thread of her putting the books not quite under the envelope, like under the bed. Like I like that they came back to that, and it wasn't it wasn't right away, but it was kind of something that they set up that you knew it was going to come back to bite. Yeah, as soon as she said, "There's one." <laughs> There's another one up in her room. I was yeah. like, oh, she's going to find the books. Yeah. I really like the show. I like most of what they're doing. I think it's it's interesting. I still think the stuff that happens in the first episode is like almost still too much. Sure. For this. Uh, I agree. To, to keep like, I think that still puts a damper on, uh, you know, on the show overall. I think if they were doing some of the stuff that they're doing now without that, you know, without that big thing in the first episode and, you know, first two episodes. Yeah. That it would, I think it would be better uh, because it's still, it's like too big of a thing hanging out there. It's not just them being caught as vigilantes. Yeah, totally. And what that would do and stuff like that. It's, it's so, it's so much bigger than that. But I think the subject matter is interesting in the way that they're handling a lot of the stuff. I think yeah. I think it, it works. I I'm interested in things like what's with the dean, right? Like what? why is he covering all this stuff up? You like, like why? What what did he hear there, or or what does he know, or or like what's the deal there uh, that he ends up getting rid of the guy that's 
like onto the story. Well, you knew as soon as Barton was telling them this stuff, like, oh, Barton's gone. Like, as yeah. soon, like you know, this dean isn't going to do anything about it. No, but, well, but that really was the thing that is that the dean like did seem. Down. The dean did seem though, like he when he says sorry about this or whatever, like that he not really wanting to do this like there's something else behind this some other person uh, yeah well it could be like the rich parents of these kids know what's going on and they're pressuring the dean or i i don't know what what is up there above that but it left something because he did seem conflicted about it Uh at least that's the way he played the scene it wasn't just like oh you're you're out. He seemed very apologetic and was like, he didn't really want to be doing this, but he was stuck having to do it. And uh, so I'm interested to see like where, uh, you know, where that type of stuff goes, but obviously like the guy before, you know, he's being fired, but before he leaves, he takes like one more look at stuff. I was, and then I like that. It causes him to almost like double down and really pay attention and find that wall. Yeah, he finds the wall, and then he's going to call, uh, you know, the the other guy to come, you know, take a look at it. And so he might be fired, but he's not necessarily going to drop it, yeah. type of thing, or uh, at least not leave it in a. Nobody's continuing to. He might not have the access that he had, but I think it'll be interesting once once he sees the wall. I'm I'm blanking on his name. The Harris. Yeah. yeah. Once once he sees the wall and he sees Nate's name on there. Yeah, he might he might put, you know, some things together because because it can't be. I mean, obviously, when she breaks up with the guy, he's noticed that every time that other guy's around that she gets a little. Right. uh, So that'll be that'll be interesting to see, you know, where that all goes and what he would do if he finds out for sure, like what actually happened. Right. It did bother me that she came out of the shower and nobody said, why are you not wet? That was, bug- that was bugging me too. I saw that. I was like, "Why isn't when she?" So wet maybe her hair? she wrapped her hair. People do that. Well, yeah, it but she came back out way. like fully clothed. Like she didn't come out, you know. Like uh, it didn't seem like she just got out of the shower. Even if she had, maybe it's magical hair green hair dye that dries <laughs> her hair super fast. I mean, even if she kept her hair out of the water, it's still she came out just because she came out with a towel and it, it seemed like, but people were like too distracted by what had just happened, I guess, to really uh, pay attention. I did like her whole setup for being able to uh, yeah. relay <laughs> through the Bluetooth speaker. out. I really do like that Ophelia was just there. Like she didn't have any questions. She didn't doubt her. She was just there. Like, can I move here? Can I live here for a while? And she's like, yeah. And the first time she found out why this person was a vigilante, she believed her. Like, I like that there's that, like, there's no doubt there. She trusts her. They're already, like, Jules and Ophelia are already, like, they trust each other. And I like that. So I'm on board. I don't love it. Like, some people love it. But I do like it enough that it is a show I watch kind of, or with an urgency that I, I kind of do it right away. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to, to, you know, continue to see where it goes. I think it's covering, you know, interesting things from an interesting point of view, just with that one sort of giant problem from the first right. episode hanging over it. That's going to be annoying to think because you you never know when that shoe's going to fall so, or drop. So yeah, and and what's the out? There's no <laughs> I mean, the... right. 
Oops, we killed somebody. Oops. He, died of, he died of natural causes. And then we cut him <laughs> and off. We cut him up and took his hands off. <laughs> he accidentally <laughs> fell into a saw. And burnt them. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, so, yeah, other than that, I'm really enjoying the show. <laughs> I had completely yeah. forgotten about that. It took me a second to figure out what you were talking about when you said there was some big thing from the first episode. I had completely forgotten about it. That's the thing. They've now kind of forgotten about it. I mean, every now and then they'll kind of write and remember that they did this and she gets worried that Tyler's going to find out or whatever. But it's like you can't forget that you wrote that big thing into the story. Yeah, because you... <laughs> they, do, they do mention it. It does come up, but it's still... It's still problematic from the rooting for these people. Right. You're like, yeah, he was an accused rapist, but he didn't necessarily deserve to die. Yes, he was probably going to kill Jules in that situation, but it was also a situation that you started. Right. It's not like he had abducted her off the street and then, you know, she came along and saved her from from getting, you know, harmed in some way. She instigated that situation, and then it it turned really badly. And so, there's no that to me that it's it's it to me it's just something that's too big hanging over the show for yeah agree uh, for me that that there's no there's no out when she it'll be hard to walk that back for <laughs> yeah. sure. So that's sweet vicious lethal weapon season one episode ten home bodies. You guys, real talk. I think this is my new favorite show. <laughs> I just love it. And I loved the new character that Myrtle just, that's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> loved so much. And, you know, I'm very interested in the fact that they let that girl kill herself. Like that they didn't, that they didn't save that day, even though she was a murderer. Well, like, did the other people even have time? Her. Yeah. Huh? I, well, I think that there wouldn't, like once she takes the thing, I mean, from a writing standpoint, not that they let her die, not like he just let her die, but like it's too that they late, actually but, went there. But yeah, that they actually that they actually went there. But that's the thing I find interesting with the show. While it is, you know, week to week, it's a procedural. There's a case of the week that they mm. that they delve into. Uh, but different things uh, hit close to home for different characters. You know, from uh, from week to week, and this one had. A storyline of you know Riggs just sits in his his tin can of a trailer when he's not on the job, and just like wants to for the most part be away from people, and then he runs into somebody who's basically stayed away from people for right for years, and and is also in that you situation can immediately that, understand why he immediately is drawn to her, even and like is maybe blind to the fact that she's clearly the murderer. Yeah. But I mean, look what happened to her the first time she stepped out of her house. She almost yeah, got true. killed. Yeah. True. I don't Do you blame, blame her? her? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, she's just like, yeah, people suck. <laughs> it's like, point proven. Yeah. See, this is why I stay at home. Uh, and then she, yeah, then she leaves. So, so yeah, that was uh, every once in a while they do some sort of a stunt or something that's just slightly too big that takes me out of it for a little bit for the, but for the most part, I love the interaction between these characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love them coming around to like Murtaugh realizing that he's the, like one potentially stabilizing factor in right. In, in Riggs's life and not wanting to, and, and deciding to, you know, stick around. And so I think they have bigger ongoing while they've never created. Well, they did a little bit, in one episode back or a couple episodes back when they 
dealt with like the the drug cartel person mm-hmm. and the you know the guy getting on the plane, uh, you know the big drug cartel boss. So there's still there is a little bit of a setup of something bigger out there, uh, but they haven't really spent a lot of time setting up some big continual mystery. At least that they that these characters know that they're in yet, right? And it's mainly been the continuing storyline that's interesting is them, you know, they're developing as partners and, you know, even, even like in this episode with Riggs saying he has plans, even though his plans are to go sit and listen to music in the, in a warehouse. In a a, like this show, right. Where he can be, where he's sort of with people, but he's yet by himself. Uh, it, but it was not, you know, sitting at home, you know, in his trailer, Right. He also, while he tells the doc, like he's, if he, if he leaves this world, he's whatever, uh, but he's not looking to punch his own ticket. Uh, but then on the flip side, he also tells Trish, I'm not ready for this now, but maybe in the future, I'm going to need a push. Right. So like there's these little hints of, of things of him coming around a little bit. And I, I, I think they're doing a good job with that, you know, sort of that ongoing storyline that makes continuing to turn in tune in week to week to see right. uh, what's happening more interesting than just like whatever, you know, funny way they're going to solve a case this week. If it you know? wasn't Damon Wayans and Clayne Crawford, I don't think it would work at all. But I think that there's something about the two of them individually and together that just makes the show something like it's appointment viewing. Like I have to watch Lethal Weapon every week. I I had only seen up to episode three and then I jumped into this one. I didn't feel like I missed any. I I mean, I think it's a solid show. Clayne Crawford, his hair bugs me to no end. <laughs> I wish someone would just give him a proper haircut. That's like, funny. That is the worst like, would you hair. cut your hair and tie your boots up already? Like, <laughs> but funny. besides that, like, I, it feels like, like I didn't notice any kind of like ongoing thing skipping what seven episodes or six episodes like right. it felt like it was the same show since i last saw it on episode three and uh, that kind of in a way is establishing itself as what it's going to be like that's the show it's going to be and that's the show people are responding to i don't know that necessarily needs to change anything or or have any ongoing thing like sometimes the procedurals have ongoing things that they follow up on, but I don't know. I don't mind this. Yeah, but I think yeah. the ongoing character development of these, yeah, and that storyline, I think is interesting, and I think it's. A, I agree. I think it's and it's it's slightly deeper than your average procedural. You know, it's not like they never hit on anything personal or or stuff like that in an NCIS episode, but it's not. Don't add us, bro. We're not knocking NCIS. No, I'm just saying those are. Oh, no, I'm talking to the people out yeah, there that will those, add about it. Those are <laughs> those those are more few and far between. You know, there is yeah. there is some character development, but sometimes it's almost more on a very special episode type of way. You know, like, right, right. And uh, this actually has an ongoing, uh, you know, storyline with what happened to his wife and and him dealing with that, and then also trying to be a cop as well and. While, like you said, Kyle, you might not notice that it, it's like not that much different, but I think if you watch those episodes, you would see that they're where he's at now is significantly 
So if I jump back to episode four, like, whoa, what's going on? Well, I think I think you would see that there's maybe significance, not a, a but there's a there's a decent amount of movement in the right in, in the character and the the storyline, and also like how Murtaugh and his family, you know, think of Riggs and and all of that type of stuff, and so it's I don't know I I enjoy it on on dual levels. I think it has interesting character stuff. I think. I think Clint Crawford is doing like the acting and things like that in in the the show is is fantastic. Agreed. And then it has the other stuff that I like, you know, the buddy cop bickering and you know all that type of stuff uh, happening as well. Uh, so it's it's fun, but it has a serious, uh, you know, a, a serious undertone to it. Yes. You're, saying um, you're, you're not getting too old for this stuff. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> what? Oh, the rules. Okay, so <laughs> our next episode that we're talking about is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season 12, episode one, The Gang Turns Black. Any other comedy did an episode called The Gang Turns Black. I feel like people would rage, but nobody seems to be raging against yeah. this. Well, I mean, it's it's a show that's done episode titles like The Gang Gets Racist and yeah, things yeah, like exactly. that before. So. Exactly. Uh, the Gang serves underage drink. What is it? The gang drinks underage or something. The gang put, kicks a little America, puts a little America on everybody's ass. Like, it's just season 12, okay? It's not... I can't believe in season 12 that they're putting out episodes like this that are so they funny. They even uh, turned me into liking this shit. Like, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle even liked it, and you guys, Charlie wrote those songs, and they're amazing. And Scott Bakula showing. Okay, so full disclosure. I believe you mean Scott Blackula. So, so we saw Blackula. Bakula. Oh my God. Um, I am such a, a Quantum Leap fan that even the fact that they mentioned it possibly. I think we're in a Quantum Leap situation. <laughs> that it possibly even was a Quantum Leap situation was amazing. Um, Charlie playing with that train. We're clearly like Charlie clearly was a child in this situation because <laughs> he is essentially a child. Oh my God. The music was fantastic. Like they've done musicals before and I like the Nightman Cometh. I think it's a great half hour. I think that the stage show they took out with it was very funny. I saw it live. Um, but there's something about this that almost felt more earned because they were like, I don't know. It was so good. Yeah, uh, I, I thought just uh, musically alone, I thought it was really impressive and really entertaining. Yeah. Like, let alone the comedy and the and the music. I did, like, right at the beginning when they're trying to figure out, like, what are we in? Are we in a body, classic body-switching movie? Are we maybe in a quantum leap? Or are we in the the whiz itself? And like, Oh, my God. I did love when they were dancing down the road. <laughs> <they're> <laughs> waving their hands in the yeah. air, like. Well, that was the best. Like, where would we go to get the VCR fix? Well, there's that place called the Wiz down the street. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, when Con when Scott Bakula showed up, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Scott Bakula! And like, and when then... he sang, it was even better. <laughs> he sang and the fact like he was playing himself and like singing about how his wife stole all his residuals and like god, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Can you hear me? Yeah. He's like, guys, I've worked steady for thirty years. Oh, <laughs> I did like the I I like the very very end when when old black man looks in the mirror 
and it's Scott Bakula, and he's like, oh, man. Yeah, oh, boy. Um, I really like that. So Old Black Man is a character that never existed before, and they don't introduce him. We don't know who this guy is. He just, I guess, happens to reside there sometime. Just that, so yeah, just it's apparently not like lives, this is a character that's ongoing. Just apparently lives with Sweet D at yeah. night. They're like, go do whatever you do in the day. We'll see you later, uh, you know, at the end. Uh, I did find it very clever. I thought they did a really good job. It was almost definitely in a much sillier and wackier fashion. Uh, very, like, it's only sunny fashion. But similar level of, like, present day commentary as anything Atlanta did. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, with their whole thing, trying to figure out like, what are the rules, but then also trying to figure out like, what is the lesson? Well, maybe that's the lesson. And I love that, that, that uh, Dennis kept calling him out. No, your lessons are, no, your lessons are too, like his lessons (laughs) are too racist. Basically like, no, stop being racist. That's not the lesson. But their ultimate lesson is that they, Kind of that they learned that it's it's not just one way or the other. Like it's you know there's no easy answer, uh, you know type of thing that you know because like when they're when they leave the police station they're like I think that's the best experience I've ever, ever been treated we, we exactly. ever had with the cops and he's like, but we did kind of get racially profiled <laughs> and arrested right. in the first place. Because he's like, well, maybe it's that if you you know, respect and are upstanding that, you know, the cops treat you well. And he's like, but we did. You know, so they they kept throwing out all these different like like scenarios. And and it was very clever. Frank and D trying to not call old black man <laughs> old black man. So that it didn't sound offensive because they call him old black man. And, and, and then, then, and now that and then the guy from Walking Dead is like, oh, you mean old black man? He's right over there. <laughs> yeah, right over so funny. Also, right after them singing, you know, Frank singing about, about the N word. Oh say the N word. And, and then he just and then the guy they meet there immediately calls him that. Yeah, just, um, <laughs> I would I should point out that episode six. If you thought Frank possibly saying the N word was bad, wait until episode six. Of season 12. It's my favorite episode I think they've ever done. Ever done. And I'm in season 12. And it involves mediation over a lottery ticket. And it's so good. Um, But I just love the show. And I love that they're trash people. And they really have no interest in, in like redemption or anything like that. But yet I still want to watch every minute of the day with these people. I love it. Yeah, I've never watched a ton of it. As I've always said, to be, we've learned our lesson. It's always been hit or miss for me, and this one yeah. would fall in the hit category. And I will say that over twelve years, they've definitely had misses. But it's weird to me that more so in the last four seasons, where they're past like where other shows would have even made it. In nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, I found episodes that I'm saying like these are my favorite episodes this far into the show. So there are definitely misses, but. They're really like finding their stride a decade in, and I love it. Well, also, I think they're in a spot now where they're just like, you know, we can pretty much do whatever we want. And they do. This season, (laughs) they do the Jinx documentary. Um, They do uh, 
the mediation episode, which is amazing. They do some really off the wall stuff this season and I love it. Um, I've seen nine episodes. I haven't seen all of the season, but nine really good episodes. So final show bringing the season or bringing this conversation and my TV viewing to a screeching halt. (laughs) Emerald city season one, episode one, the beast forever parentheses, the dumbest name for an enemy ever season one, episode two prison of the abject. What do you mean? We fought that beast forever. Wait, forever? But the name of the beast is the beast (laughs) forever. I know. It's so dumb. Yes. It's always the beast, Amory. (laughs) It's always the beast. Vincent D'Onofrio. I don't know if he's supposed to be evil or or good or like the whole. Just worn uh, out from (laughs) trying to keep everything together. Everything I know is that Glinda was a good witch, but she's not a good witch in this. Yeah, that's what I couldn't understand either. Like, I thought she was supposed to be the good witch. Oh, my God. I was describing it to Kurt on the phone the other day, and I said something like, you know, the white witch and then the dirty witch. Because her sister's, like, just a train wreck. <laughs> and then the whole thing with how they end up killing the uh, the first witch there with the gun. It's like, how yeah, these people have never... Only a can kill a witch. And yet a gun can kill them. Well, no, she shot herself, so she could die. Oh, I see. What you, oh, I get. Yeah. It. Um, also, the scarecrow's super hot, and I feel weird about that. But what is the character of the little boy slash? But you like a hot dumb boy? guy, don't you, Harry? I do like a hot dumb guy. <laughs> that but that whole thing with Chip so. bugged me. I'm like, this is so obviously a girl actress. Yeah. And like, then at the end, when she like suddenly becomes the girl. Uh, and with the frizzy hair, I'm like, what's he shocked about that? All of a sudden her hair got frizzy. I was like, oh, wait, she was supposed to be a boy before. Right. Like, it, it, I got confused as to what the big, huge, oh, my gosh, moment was. Oh, so, Kurt, and I, this is funny because Kurt and I were talking about it. We were talking about how far we had gotten into the episodes and stuff. And he was like, I think I've watched like four or five. And he was telling me that, uh, you know, and then I think where I stopped was when this the little boy turns into the little girl. And I was like, Kurt, that was two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so long it just goes on and on and you're like okay get to the point and it's just like it's way too slow it's too slow well i think it's it's both too slow and like too fast like we've waited 45 seasons for the show to make it to the air <laughs> and now it's terribly slow and that witch who's so fabulous is dead right away. Like I thought I was expecting more from her and I don't know. And then like then, that, like you just said, like it's too fast and too slow. Like all of a sudden this fabulous witch who's got, has this amazing for clothing and just seems like a real badass shoots herself in the head and she's dead. Meanwhile, it takes 87 hours to get the scarecrow to this witch's house to get better. And then he almost dies and then he doesn't die. And then he almost dies and then he doesn't die. And then she almost dies, but then she doesn't die because a witch can kill a witch. And he stabbed her, not the clearly Dorothy's a witch. Well, it's also like she is like too fine with being like, yeah, she seems like she should be like still more freaked out or more weirded out by like where she is or what's going on or things like that. I think it's an interesting try. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a huge Wizard of Oz fan. I don't know. Like, I can't even remember. You know, the last time I watched (laughs) or even saw, like, The Wizard of Oz or something like that, other than some episode of some TV show that's obviously 
playing off the Wizard of Oz or something like that. Like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Wiz. Uh, and so, uh, I I don't know. There's the cast is pretty good, except also except Vincent D'Onofrio. Except <laughs> you don't know like what the deal is there. Like he's sort of the ruler of the land, but yet, like I don't understand. Why would they listen to them? Why would he dis like he disallows magic? But what power does he have over these people to do that? Why don't they just use magic? Well, he's the one that saved everybody from the <laughs> or saved. So know, what? He's going to bring the beast forever back if they use magic? Like it just seems weird. But it, it was just uh, you know what people's motivations were. I don't know. There were just things that. That didn't work. <laughs> uh, yet the you know the world is sort of interesting that they set up, but I don't know. It almost just uh, there's other things like why are they speaking another? These are the things you're gonna they're gonna tell you over the next seventy four hour long ten episodes. I suppose it just <laughs> it just seemed like speaking another language right there for that one thing, and then it not ever being a thing ever again in any other conversations. Well, it's only two episodes in. There's still, yeah, there's still plenty of time for her to talk. Plenty of time. It just was strange with things like that. You know, don't forget Toto, the police dog. Yes. Oh, yeah, because their language means police or means dog or whatever. And so now you just call it, instead of calling it dog, you call it Toto. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was less than clever. And then just like other things, like why all of a sudden, the knights that were dispatched to find out what happened, why all of a sudden they turned on their coworker. one of them decides to, yeah. <laughs> to turn on the other one just because he he took them this way instead of the other way. You know, it was my problem is that I'm so into like I I love um, the Wizard of Oz so much that I'm like, oh, is that um, the Tin Man? Is that the Tin Man? Which one's the lion? Who's the lion? Like, that's all I'm trying I, to pay attention to. That's what to. I was doing the whole time, too. I have no like, idea. Is that the so, Scarecrow, or is he... But he's a soldier, so is he the Tin Man? Like, he's, I'm trying he's to... Both, like, maybe. Maybe he's both. Yeah, it was... I don't know. It's dumb. Yeah, it was not... Uh, it was... It was, <laughs> it was not great. I think the production value is good, but it's just... Yeah. Too but slow. It, it yeah. also seems like... I don't know how many different versions of it they had before they landed on this one, but it seems like something that was in production so long that by the time <laughs> that by the time they landed on what they did, that it's not as smooth as it could be, you know, yeah. uh, with things. And it almost got maybe got to a point where we're just like, well, <laughs> we've put this money into it so far, so we're just gonna go about doing this one, yeah, and moving along. But even though it's not great. I'm still all for reimagining of things, you know, like if you're going to, if you're going to use, you know, I'm perfectly fine with using some already known story as the basis for your, for your story or whatever, and doing a new take or an updated take, or uh, just using some of the elements of it and doing your own thing or whatever. I'm all for taking stabs at these type of things. This one just didn't pan out. Right. So that's um, Emerald City. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through the whole thing, but we'll see. Yeah, maybe if they dropped all of it 
out the there like they are did all with... there you can you can watch them all on the screener site that <laughs> wonderful nbc screener yeah, that, site that's a terrible <laughs> that's a terrible thing considering that one of the best things about this is the production value and that's the least oh believe me that's how i watched the first two episodes that's the and least it was great, like... great way it was terrible and they re them i mean the only thing would be better is if i could get them to send it to me on vhs uh, <laughs> really get the quality up but yeah no i'm just saying like maybe if they dropped it out on demand and online and things like that, like Freeform did with Beyond. Right. Where you could just like... Well, I did think it was a lot It was a lot better the second time I watched it on the TiVo at 1.3 speed. It actually felt the, like it was zipped <laughs> Oh my God. It faster. <laughs> oh, believe me, the pace was amazingly much better. Much better paced. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, so that's Emerald City. Hell's Kitchen, I don't like anybody that's left, but also... As long I know Polly doesn't win, spoiler alert, because he was real angry when we talked about the season. But otherwise, I just feel like everybody's such a brat and they all kind of all suck at being chefs. How are they all on Hell's Kitchen? Um, comparatively speaking, I love everybody on Top Chef, basically. Even John, who I hated in previous seasons, I don't mind in this season. Which guy is John? John is the older guy with the glasses that like oh, okay, yeah, he yeah, hates. Yeah. I guess if I had to pick someone I hate, it's Katsuji, but that's always going to happen. <laughs> well, I, I didn't. <laughs> I, guy. Well, this week, I well, I think it was last week when he got upset that the guy didn't acknowledge that he was the one that yeah. gave him that other. Like, what do you expect? Your chefs like, so you gave him this other ingredient. It's not up yeah. to him to like, say, oh, this guy did it for me. Like, right. I'm not going to save you from the fact that your food was gross. I think I'm I don't know who I'm rooting for. Maybe like the the new nerdy guy. Jim. Um, <laughs> love Jim. I love him. He, he seems like he should be like a ventriloquist or something. Yeah, like it doesn't seem like that's his voice. Like yeah. Um, I'm still really mad about Sam leaving. Still really mad about it because I love that man. He's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. But as it turns out, not a great chef. I feel like uh, Casey, I don't know how Casey keep, or is on the show. She keeps being like, I don't know. I don't know how she survived in her previous seasons. I don't know how she's doing it this season, but she's still there. And then that other one who keeps always going up with Brooke and is always terrible. I guess her name, I think her name is Emily. She's one of the newer ones. She just needs to go. Like she she is not making good food and needs to go. Um, But yeah, like I don't, I don't actively, I'm not actively like this person needs to be out of here soon. I can't take it. I like, I like this season so far. I'm enjoying it. Yep. Same here. What do we think of the Golden Globes? So I tweeted this last night and I thought about it. There's 10. I mean, I guess the Golden Globes really only care about movies because they give screenwriter and director and music and all that stuff for uh, movies. But they don't do anything for TV other than a couple TV awards, including but not limited to combining all of the supporting actor and actresses into like one category. Well, two categories, male and female. But like there's 50 minutes wasted of these award shows for things like five minute introductions to movies that nobody's seen. And I hadn't even heard of half of the movies that were in those 10 nominees. And the yeah. only one of the 10 I'd even seen was Deadpool. And so oh, Sing Street is amazing. I love Sing Street. I thought it was so good. I'm, I'm so mad. It didn't win comment, but they all love it. This is me off that they treat TV like a second class citizen. Although TV got the opening and that was all TV stuff, right? In a cold open. I mean, not if you count Nicole Kidman. Oh, that's true. But I, I didn't. I'm not surprised that Claire Foy won. They always like to 
quote unquote discover someone even though she's a bona fide success in uh, Britain already. The night manager love, I love the night manager, but I was surprised that Hugh Laurie beat Sterling K. Brown. Tom Hiddleston's speech was awful. I mean, basically, I understand that he wanted to get the plight of the Sudan refugee story out. And that's great. And it's great that he went to help people. But did he have to end it with? And then they told me they binge watched my show. (laughs) No, he didn't have to say that. Uh, I thought the whole thing got way too political at times. Like it the, always does. The, the the main things I I enjoyed were Steve Carell and Kristen Wiig. Oh my god! Telling the stories of their first so animated film. Because the two of them are so good at, at comedy like that, and that's what prompted me to say like it really makes me mad that he's never won an Emmy for playing Michael Scott. Like that makes me so mad. Yeah. Oh my God, that, it was like a two minute bit, three minutes, and it just, it was the highlight of the night. You could see she was about to lose it at one point. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, she had to cover her face, pretend she was tearing up. <laughs> it's really interesting that she has actually been a part of some of the funnier moments of the Golden Globes the past couple of years. There was one year, I don't know if you remember, with her and Will Ferrell, where they were like, we were tasked with watching all of the performances by these actors in uh, their lead roles, and then they obviously didn't watch the movies, so the two of them just kind of created, like, what they thought they were about, and every time, (laughs) my favorite part, I watched this the other day just to get prepared for the Golden Globes, my favorite part is that they kept improvising that, um, oh, and that part where she says, you get out. And then in every movie that they watched, all five yeah. women had uh, said, get out. Oh, my God. It's so funny. <laughs> so I think that Kristen Wiig really needs to um, host something. And I would not be against her and Steve Carell just hosting forever. Yeah, I mean, I did. I thought Jimmy Fallon did a decent job. I just he just I hadn't disappeared. Seen- yeah, and I I hadn't seen most of the movies, so I wasn't really vested in the in the thing. I did enjoy his Chastain and the Red Man song. My God, that that was fun. I was shocked that they didn't lose it. Like they both got up there and were able to yeah. give their little spiel. But uh, uh, I I thought he did a decent job. I just didn't. I, I overall I found that it pretty much boring because I didn't like even the TV stuff. I was disappointed with one versus like what I would have rather have seen one. Yes. So that's our reality. Recommendations. I am working my way through season one of the magicians right now. I never watched it when it was on last week, not last week, last season. And I, I liked the first two episodes. I just never got, I just never stuck with it. Um, So I'm almost done season one right now. And it's just, it got darker than I thought it would. And it's, uh, (laughs) it's, uh, it's really good. And I really like it. And I think Jason Ralph is so funny um, and so good. And I'm not convinced Stella Maeve is an actual good actor, but I love the magicians and I, I am recommending. Which, which episode are you on? I am only on episode six. Oh, okay. But Amy Peetz's head just exploded, basically. In front no, of I was the- going to mention another actor, but I don't think I don't think he's shown up yet. So it hasn't gotten dark yet. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I think it's gotten dark by then. Oh god! <laughs> I don't want to oversell it or anything, but wait till you see where they go in the final episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, since. That's coming back in a couple of weeks for the season two. No, it's February, right? Or is it? It comes, yeah. February. Yeah, February is only a few weeks away, Kyle. Yeah. 
Oh, I think you said a couple weeks. Well, you know, oh, were you being very literal with your couple <laughs> yes, weeks? Yes, two weeks is a couple. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, unless you're on big love, then a couple is <laughs> maybe five. <laughs> it's a few weeks. It's a few weeks away. Yeah, so it, it'll be uh, it'll be returning here uh, relatively quickly for the uh, second season. And given where it ends at the end of season one, I'm very much looking forward to seeing where where they go with season two. And so I jump on board with the uh, with Amory's recommendation. If you didn't yeah. watch season one, uh, use the next uh, couple three weeks to get. <laughs> couple three. Use the next couple three weeks to get through it. To, to, to watch the first ten episodes and and get ready for uh, season two. So I'm just trying to see how many different ways I could say. Thrupple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a recommendation? Uh, Kyle? Yes. <laughs> well, I was Kyle? Gonna... <laughs> so, so my recommendation is uh, DreamWorks Troll Hunters, which uh, premiered on Netflix. I think like. A couple of weeks ago. Um, Are you sure? So usually they usually they um, they split these animated shows into like two 13 episode releases. But this time they released all 26 episodes of the first season at once. Wow. And yes, I did watch them all, all in wow. one day. Um, so it's an animated show. Uh, it stars Anton, Anton Yelchin um, in his final role. He plays oh, wow. the... Um, he plays this teenager who suddenly gets like swept up in this world of trolls and monsters and becomes the troll hunter who's like the protector of the the good trolls. His performance is amazing and it's a shame that like if they do a second season that he won't be back cuz like he does a really good job with this character. Um and like at the same time he's like dealing with all this troll stuff like he also has to deal with typical high school stuff. He's like uh he loves like one of his classmates, so he's falling for her, and he has to deal with other things at home as well. Uh, it's got lots of action as well as humor. Kelsey Grammer is absolutely hilarious in this as like a this six-eyed, four-handed troll named Blinky. Um, and then uh, the series comes from uh, director Guillermo del Toro. He it's based off of some book that he wrote. I listened to the audiobook. The series is so much better. Um, <laughs> But it also has like Jonathan Hyde's in it, so he's keeping it in the Strain family, uh, keeping people in there. But it's like it's a really well acted, uh, voice acted, and uh, the animation is is great, and the story is interesting. It's one long story that plays out over the the twenty six episodes, um, and it it definitely leaves things open for a second season, um, should there be a second season. But I definitely recommend uh, checking it out. Um, so that's our recommendations. You can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 352. Next week, Jason will be joined by a couple guests. That's right. A couple, exactly, <laughs> yes. two people. You used it right there. Not a, Correct. Few, not a few guests, Kyle. <laughs> not a few, because then it'll be more than TV Times 3. That'd be yeah. two plus me is right. three. You, you will yep. make a few. Yeah, together... There will be a few people on the podcast. Oh my God. Um, seriously, though, my dog is basically chewing her feet off because she's starved because I came right in the door from work, let her outside, brought her in and was like, bye, I have to podcast. So she's been pacing in front of me for like an hour. On that note, thanks, y'all. 
All right. I think that's Amory's fake accent. I hate when people do fake accents. Well, I hate when people do fake accents. At least it wasn't fake. Like, yeah, at least I'm not British with a fake, terrible voice. I honestly didn't even know whoever it was that you said today was British. Jules. Jules on Sweet Vicious is British in real life. Which one is that? The blue-haired one or green-haired no, one? That's Brian Cranston's daughter. The blonde is the Brit. Never noticed. Wouldn't have even known. And nobody ever does but me. Nobody does but me! <laughs> I just figured that's the way she talked from wherever she's from. Yep. Like, that's like that. Oh my god. I have to go. I have to go before I rage burn down my house. Over an accident. Don't enter the realm. <laughs> oh my god. If I do, though, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> bye! Uh, Boil some water before you do it. Oh, <laughs> Well, I feel like the fire will do that. It'll boil the water. The what? The water! Woo! Okay, goodbye. Bye. The old record button, and uh, now we're recording. Amory, say something. Hello. All right, and uh, Kyle, say something. Alexa, start the podcast. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> she asked me what I want to hear. Oh, my God. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Uh, the best part is we just talked about how easy it is to turn off your Alexa while <laughs> recording, but <laughs> I don't plan on saying Alexa during this podcast. You never know. Yeah, that's, that's, all of a sudden you're talking about some character. All right. So okay. are all officially uh, recording Alexa is quietly asleep in the background. Um, Okay. I need to, now that we've started recording, I need to answer this email um, to work. Um, of course you do. <laughs> it's an urgent one that I didn't get before I signed off here. So um, the link to the raw data includes all updates we made. That's why it's called up. So I sent an email to my client. It says uh, the data is revised. All updated questions are online. And the question he wrote back to me says, will the link to raw data include the updated questions? I'm like, is this a trick question? <laughs> That's what my email said to you. <laughs> All right. We had sent the 800 emails we had not seen movement from um, in the initial go round. We're seeing movement now. The link to the raw data has all the updates we made. Um, I sent Diane her login reminder. I hope this isn't super secret. It's not. I'm not saying any client names. So that's all that matters. <laughs> She's changing the names as she says this aloud to protect <laughs> the, the names innocent. The names change to protect the innocent. <laughs> oh, I just, this study is just the worst. Um, okay. I do always like with a, an email that you can't really, you can't really put like more than one piece of information in an email, especially like if you're asking a question or something, because uh, people only... They'll like answer the first one and you're like, there's yeah. clearly two questions. Like I split there's them clearly, up. <laughs> yeah. I clearly separate them. They're not run on sentences. I didn't put like one giant paragraph or something where by the time you're reading it, you like just answer. And it's, it's not even usually the the last question. You would think the last thing they read, it's like they read and they oh. like see a question and then they go respond exactly. <laughs> and they didn't even read exactly. the rest of the email or something. All right. So here we go. I'm ready. I've answered. Everything's good to go. Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 352.